Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 814, Tommy Tucker, WWL, Friday morning, January 12th. Six days in the king cake season. And, and Monte Gros early this year, so the king cake season is somewhat short. Matt Haynes joins us, author of The Big Book of King Cake. And we want to have him back on. Of course, he also is working on the big book of Po' Boy. We'll get a rundown on that. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing great. How about yourself, Tommy? I'm okay. Writing a book, researching and writing a book about king cakes. Man, that had to be tough duty. And more correspondents <laughs> think they have it bad. I, um, I it was tough to keep the uh, the weight off, but um, but uh, overall, it was a lot of fun. So, tell me about um, the book. Yeah, sure. So the Big Book of King Cake, um, we've sold more than 16,000 copies now at this point, so it's done really well. Um, it's a big, hulking coffee table book, 368 pages um, with thousands of photos of King Cake. It features 75 different New Orleans area bakeries and the stories behind each of their different unique King Cakes. That's the general gist of it. Um, what made you write this book? Yeah, so... Um, I'm a New Yorker originally. I've been here for 15 years, but not from New Orleans. And so, um, you know, I think like a lot of people, King Cake was just this thing you'd eat on, you see on the parade route, and it was fine. Um, but I remember back in 2017, I was invited to a King Cake party, and I wasn't quite sure what that was. So I asked, and they said, uh, the, the host said, everyone's going to bring their favorite King Cake. Whoever is the, um, whoever brings the best one by vote uh, is the winner gets a prize. And I, I don't remember what the prize was, but I'm very competitive. And I was like, man, I got to win this thing. And so I looked online for, like, uh, Googled the top 10 or top king cakes in New Orleans, and I found a list by Ian McNulty that was top 10 king cakes. I put those on a spreadsheet, and just below that was another person's top 25 list, and none of those 25 were those 10. And so pretty soon my spreadsheet was like 140 king cakes, and that season I tried 88 of them, but I wasn't a writer yet or anything. Um, I went and hiked the Appalachian Trail after that, and you get a nickname. And because I'd just eaten all these king cakes, my nickname was King Cake. So that's what I was called <laughs> for six months. And then I got back to New Orleans and tried to my hand at writing, and things were going well and picking up more gigs. But I noticed every carnival season when I was writing about king cakes, those articles did really well, better than all the others. And so I figured maybe I should write a book about this. I wonder when the last time somebody wrote a book about king cake was, and it turns out nobody ever had. So that's uh, – how this came about. And, and this is like a coffee table book, right? With a lot of pictures and so forth. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, more than a thousand photos. Um, you know, people say they keep it on their coffee table all year long. Um, and it's a good conversation starter when people come in and other people use it as a guide, you know, so they have 75 different bakeries. And so people, one, one couple 
uh, uh, last carnival season, ran around with a book to every bakery in the book and tried to get the baker to sign uh, the page they were on. Um, so people use it differently, but primarily I envisioned it as a coffee table book, very New Orleans specific, obviously. Yeah. Who, who, what is the, like, I'm looking at a story here about Caitlin Guerin. You talk to people about these are the bakers that are talking about their cakes or people and their experience, New Orleanians and their experiences with King Cakes. Yeah. So when I, when I, um, set out to write the book originally, I thought it was going to be a book about cake. Um, but as I did these interviews, I realized this is way more interesting if it's a book about you know the people who who make them. And so um, the book is set up into different chapters that each hold um, maybe like ten stories. And so there's a chapter about bakers that you know the traditions really drive their cake. Others, it's about the ingredients. And so I don't know. I can I can tell you a couple of, of you know brief stories if you if you want. Like, yeah, example, I'd like to hear them. That's you know, why you're here. Yeah, sure. So like. Um, you know, Dongfang, for example, is one of the most popular king cakes in New Orleans now. But I was so surprised to find out, well, okay, the, the, the Tran family, um, you know, they uh, moved here in the late 1970s, and they were refugees from Vietnam. Miss um, Tran, her husband, was a, um, a fighter pilot in the Vietnam War, and he got captured um, and managed to escape um, uh, the camp that he was in and grabbed his family, and they got on a boat and ended up going to Malaysia. They were hijacked by pirates on their way over there, so they had nothing when they got to this Malaysian refugee camp for a year and then uh, ended up getting sponsored to come to New Orleans because there was this growing Vietnamese population, and she was trying to figure out a way to make money. Um, they said they didn't have anything except for each other. And so she was a seamstress uh, for a little bit back in Vietnam, so she tried to be a seamstress here and had some success but not making quite enough. And then on the weekends, um, she would go to this market and, you know, bake these Vietnamese treats, and, and that was like a reminder of home for the people who were buying it um, in the community. That was nice. And, and that led to eventually Dong Phong, the bakery. And for decades, Dong Phong was successful um, but had no king cake and no desire to make a king cake, uh, she said, until – um, when her grandkids were starting to go through school, obviously in New Orleans, there's this tradition of on Fridays during carnival season, somebody's bringing in a cake to every classroom. And um, she just was listening to her grandkids who said there's no good king cakes in New Orleans East, um, you know, at the time. And they would just have to always bring like a gas station or, or a uh, grocery store king cake. And so she thought, well, why don't, we, why don't I give them a king cake? that like Vietnamese kids can be proud to bring to, to schools here in New Orleans. And so she decided to make it based on flavors that matched their preferences. So instead of a really sweet, um, uh, regular kind of icing, uh, sugar icing, instead of that, they did a more savory cream cheese icing because she said they tend to like more savory things. And they use their own brioche dough they use for other items. And she said the last time, thing she was trying to figure out was how to make the, the dough bend into the shape without breaking it. And she remembered as a seamstress, if she cut little like um, slices into the fabric, it would help the, the fabric bend. And so she did the same thing with the cake. And so now a Dongfang king cake has those ridges at the end that are so iconic now. And that came again from her past. And so the flavor and the way it looks are all, they're not by accident. They're all things that come from, you know, one, where she's from and two, um, you know, just her past career. And, and what I noticed was every single one of the 75 different bakers, the king cake they make, whether it's a sushi king cake or a cricket king cake or an octopus king cake or a chocolate king cake or doggy treat king cakes, they all come from uh, something that's uh, informed by their past. It's like a history lesson and a look into uh, New Orleans at large. It was really fun to learn about. 
I am blown away by that story. So if you get up early tomorrow morning and go stand in line for a Dongfeng king cake, as I have uh, already on Saturday mornings at, on Chef Highway, this goes back to a fighter pilot being shot down, escaping Vietnam, and then on that journey to the United States being hijacked by pirates? Yeah, every single king cake has this incredible story behind it if we are willing to ask some questions and kind of find out. And uh, I don't know, when I started writing this, I was pretty early as a, as a journalist, and that's, I think, something that really stuck with me is that everybody around you has a story if you're willing to ask them about it. And listen, right? And I always tell kids, yeah. you know, I'm going to tell you, Right now, talk to your parents, because after they're gone, I know with mine, I got a lot of questions I wish I'd asked them, and I didn't, so take advantage of that time, man. Not, I'm not saying to grow your parents, but ask them, because a <laughs> lot of times there's some very interesting stories behind the families, and, and you don't know, and if you don't ask, they won't tell you. Matt Haynes yeah. wrote the big book of King Cake. He's going to spend an hour with us. He'll tell us some more stories behind cakes that... That Dong Fong story is just amazing. Um, and if you missed any of it, you can download the Odyssey app. The book, The Big Book of King Cake, it's a hardcover coffee table book. It's available um, from Amazon.com and all the usual outlets. More when we come back, 822 Traffic Now, WWL. 826 now, Tommy Tucker, WWL. A couple of minutes left this uh, segment with Matt Haynes, author of The Big Book of King Cake. He's going to spend the hour with us. I want to hear from y'all at 504-260-1870. What are are some of your favorite king cakes? And and what flavor? Tim hates the cream cheese or any filling. He just likes it traditional. Um, Matt, in in your uh, research with this book, and, and the name of it is The Big Book of King Cake, a nice coffee table book. Make a nice gift for somebody, really, I think, especially if you got somebody that's in a Mardi Gras crew or something you want to thank. Um, there's a story behind every bakery, right? That's what you found out in every king cake that they make? Yeah, my God, so many amazing ones. And and uh, one of my favorites, and she actually just opened up a new bakery. It's called Nolita. Um, it's in Mid-City. Uh, we're kind of nearby you, St. John. And um, something, as I was doing research about the book, there's also a lot of king cake history in there. And what I learned is that the Mardi Gras time uh, overall, historically, dating all the way back to ancient Rome, was this time of, of rebirth. And so it was also fun and interesting to find stories about bakers who saw their king cakes as like a personal uh, rebirth for themselves. And one of those is Martha Gilreath, the, the, the head baker at this new bakery, Nolita. And so she said she used to, um, she was addicted to drugs and homeless for uh, underneath the Crescent City Connection for, for years she was there and thought really? for sure that's where she would die. Yeah, it was such a, such a knowing her now, it's such an incredible story because it seems so dire. And um, she said, like, kind of as a last-ditch attempt to find a different path, she uh, checked herself into a rehab facility in South Carolina. And um, she grew up in a really big family, and so she had some cooking skills. And so everyone at this rehab facility, all the residents, get a different job. And they were like, wow, Martha's, <laughs> Martha's actually pretty good at cooking and can do a lot with uh, just a few ingredients. And so at the facility, you know, she kind of became the head cook among the residents, and uh, it was a different resident's 21st birthday while she was there. And obviously you can't celebrate it the way that we might celebrate a 21st birthday. Mm-hmm. So she, um, th- she found out that he really liked cheesecake. And so she cobbled together what ingredients she had, and she made him this cheesecake. And um, then she went outside kind of afterward to relax, and she looked in the window and saw his friends giving him the cheesecake. And she said she had never seen him smile before, and he had this huge smile because he felt, like, cared for and that people there, um, you know, 
wanted him to enjoy his birthday. It was a really nice feeling for him, and it was a really nice feeling for her because she saw that, wow, the thing that she does, she can do this skill that can make other people happy. And so when she graduated from that facility, she came back to New Orleans, and she uh, attended Noki, the, uh, the baking school here in New Orleans, and she graduated as valedictorian and won a bunch of her king cake has won a ton of awards. It's so delicious. And this bakery is going to do really well, I think. And so what's the her, bakery was rebirth, Matt? Yeah. What's it's the bakery? Nolita. 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 N-O. Yeah. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Where, and oh, where is okay. it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's called Nolita and it's on uh, Orleans Avenue. It's where the old Mayhew bakery used to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, Orleans and. I'm going to get the cross street on kind of as you're going toward Bayou St. John, but not all the way there. From homelessness under the Crescent City Connection to that. That's a journey. Yeah, it's amazing. Wow. Yeah, all right, more, more with Matt Haynes. Very uplifting hour. You didn't think King Cake would be that way, but it is. And we'll get more stories from Matt when we come back. Author of The Big Book of King Cake, 830 time now, WWL First News. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. 843, 17 till 9. Matt Haynes, author of The Big Book of King Cake. You can get it at all the usual outlets, and it's a coffee table book. Uh, I think it may be a great gift for somebody because it's not just about king cakes. It's about the people that bake them and the stories behind them. And I've recounted the, the story behind Dong Fong. And if you missed it, you can download the Odyssey app, use the Rewind feature, and also Nolita Bakery, some amazing stories. We'll talk about some more. But first, Matt Haynes, you've also written a little book of king cakes. What's that about? Yeah, sure. So um, uh, it's basically the way it came about was I'm a, I teach a third-grade after-school program, creative writing, and I showed the kids the big book of King Cake, and one of the kids was like, why would you write a whole book about King Cake? I was like, huh, this kid obviously doesn't understand why King Cake's so special. So the little book of King Cake is meant to teach kids what makes our favorite Mardi Gras treat so special, and it's the story of Miley. She's a third-grader who gets the King Cake baby at school, and so obviously she has to bring the next cake. But, you know, while all the other kids are very excited for more cake, she's nervous because there's so many different kinds to choose from. Which one could she is she going to bring that's going to make everybody happy? 
And so she goes home and explains her conundrum to her dad, who suggests that she puts the king cake baby underneath her pillow and maybe she'll dream up a solution. And in her dreams that night, uh, the king cake baby gets real big and, and friendly, but real big, and uh, flies her around to seven real New Orleans bakeries. Um, and each of those king cakes at the bakery has a different personality and has a different idea of what makes king cake special. And she ends up coming up with a solution. That sounds incredible for kids. Where would you get that book? Yeah, so you can get it on my website, www.thebigbookofkingcake.com. Um, you get that on the big book there. Well, hell, with um, Amazon, also... I didn't know that. Tell me again, thebigbookofkingcake.com? Yep, exactly right. And uh, if you buy it on my website, I can sign and personalize it. Uh, there'll be an option for you to tell me kind of who you want to gift it to or to yourself. Um, there's also a deal right now. If you buy both the big book and the little book, you can get them both for a $10 discount. Um, wow. But you can also buy them out. Uh, at you know bookstores and boutiques and bakeries around the city and around Louisiana too, so it's in a lot of places. All right, the Big Book of dot com. You can get it uh, signed, a signed copy that way, signed copy of both of them. Tell me another story behind another bakery that makes king cakes. Yeah, so um, you know, in addition to the stories, um, and I can there's so many of them, uh, but I think maybe listeners will also enjoy like there's. I learned so much about the history of king cake, and I tried to smatter that throughout the Big Book as well. And so, for example, a lot of people think that king cake dates back to, to France, and that's where it can. It, it did come to us via France, but it actually goes back thousands of years uh, before France to ancient Rome, uh, which I had no idea. Really? And they weren't celebrating. Yeah, they weren't celebrating Mardi Gras, though. They were celebrating their Saturnalia Festival. And so Saturnalia um, is kind of around the so – basically, with Christianity, it's become the 12 days of Christmas. But back then, it was Saturnalia. It was meant to celebrate the passing of the winter solstice and that warmer days in the harvest was ahead. And they'd have this big feast, and people would dress in costumes. There'd be music and these kind of parades, and people would drink too much and eat too much. And so it sounds a lot like our Mardi Gras. And, yeah, and there'd be a cake, um, the Saturnalia cake, in the middle – of their feast and inside that cake would be a bean and whoever got the slice with the bean would be crowned king or queen of Saturnalia um, but instead of buying the next cake um, they had to they were often sacrificed to the gods so it was a little higher stakes uh, than us just having to buy the next cake for the party <laughs> well there's an incentive to swallow it right Exactly. That's what a lot of people uh, did, and that, that's kind of how the uh, people wonder how the, the uh, king cake baby came about. Um, and that's uh, kind of the story is that uh, the, the owner of Mackenzie's said that he wanted people to buy the next cake like they were supposed to, but they would just swallow. Here, I think we've put uh, historically we've put a pecan in the cake, and they uh -huh. just swallow the pecan so they didn't have to do it, which is funny. Wait, wait, wait. So let yeah. me let me slow you down a little bit. So it goes back to, and, and a lot of, no, not to offend anybody, but... It's a fact, a historical fact. A lot of our current Christian traditions go back to a compromise between Constantine and the pagans, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep, so yep, that's exactly right. So, with that being said, um, it goes back to the Feast of Saturnalia. If you got the the what was in the cake at that point? It'd be like a fava bean. A fava bean. Then you got killed, sacrificed. In the earliest, I think there was. Um, I'm not a Roman. Uh, expert, right. but I think there was a stretch of time, like in the earliest days of, of Rome, where human sacrifice was still on the table, and then I think at some point they decided, mm, this is a little grim, I don't think we should do this anymore. So then, so Mc... those early days. Yeah. Donald Entringer, I guess, is the guy that owned McKenzie's, if I'm right in that? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Okay, so he 
then says they're putting pecans in. He said, no, people are not going to buy the next cake. He wants to sell more cake, so he decides to put a baby in it so people can't swallow it? Yeah, and there's a, there's a history of that kind of. There's so many examples of that. Like back in the Middle Ages in France, um, it was a common practice that if you got the, um, the fava bean inside your cake at the local like tavern, you'd buy a round of drinks for everybody at the tavern. And people would complain even back then in these historical records or these stories that um, people would swallow uh, the, the bean instead of, um, instead of owning up to it. And so um, some people say, I don't think, I think this is kind of more myth than reality, but that's how in, in France today, for example, they have these ceramic fevs. Um, so fava bean, obviously fev sounds a whole lot like it. It's these little porcelain uh, figurines that still some French bakeries around New Orleans uh, have these different uh, porcelain figurines. Even Hey Dell's famously has one they release every year. I think a couple of years ago, they put instead of a baby, they put this golden porta potty inside their cake. And so that's kind of a historic alternative um, to the baby. It's the precursor to the, to the baby. Man, I can tell you, I'm enjoying this hour. Matt Haynes, author of The Big Book of King Cake and The Little Book of King Cake. And he's also working on the big book of po' boys we'll talk about when we come back. How's the research going on that? And I presume it's going to be the same thing where there's stories behind. It's not just about king cakes, and that's what I think is so fascinating about this. It's not just about a king cake and what filling and this and that. the other thing. It's about the stories behind the bakers, and that that Entringer story is, is uh, just so typical New Orleans. The big book of kingcake.com. You can get both books. He'll sign them for you. 850-10 till 9. More when we come back. Traffic now. W- 855, 5 till 9, Tommy Tucker, WWL, talking to Matt Haynes, author of The Big Book of King Cake and The Little Book of King Cake. Um, you got to go to thebigbookofkingcake.com. You can get the books and you can see what they're all about. It's not just about cakes and pastries. It's about the stories behind the bakers and so forth. And, Matt, I know you're working on The Big Book of Po' Boys, which I think would be kind of along the same lines, but with Po' Boys? Yeah, exactly. I was trying to... Uh with the, the success of the king cake books had, I was trying to figure out, well, what other food here uh, locally um, does the same thing? And I think that it's, it's one, I'm looking for something that um, is universally loved. And, and that also there's like intense debate over who has the best one or which kinds are the best. And I feel like po' boys are pretty intensely debated as well. Um, I'm going to turn the tables on you a little bit, uh, Matt Haynes, and, and I'm going to get the story behind you teaching creative writing uh, after school to third graders. How did that come about? Yeah, so um, uh, I think earlier in the show I had mentioned that I hiked the Appalachian Trail. And so when I— No, I did um, not know that. I saw a movie, though, with um, Nick Nolte and Robert Redford that is pretty interesting about two guys that decide to hike the Appalachian Trail. How was the hike itself? Oh, it was awesome. It was like I had left a job that I was doing here in New Orleans for about six years to go do that. And uh, it was, I mean, all physically difficult, but mentally so nice to just every day. All you have to do is get up and walk. <laughs> is mm-hmm. a really not a lot of decisions to be made. So that felt really good. And um, I had uh, my trail name. Everyone gets a trail nickname. My trail name was King Cake. Exciting. Uh, so mm-hmm. many King Cakes previously. And oh, that's so, right. You did. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. And so when I um, I was doing some writing for a local kind of online blog about my hike while I was doing that. And so. Um, yeah, when I got back from the trail, I decided to, to 
be a writer, but the gigs I was getting, obviously I was brand new at it, were very, like, I was making like $25 or $30 for an article or something, not very much. And so I needed other ways to, uh, you know, to, to, uh, to make income. And so I saw that there was a, uh, uh, an after-school program called Community Works. And so I um, asked them if they needed another teacher. They said they did. And, so, and, and it was nice because at that point I was just writing in my house all day long. And so it was a nice way to force myself to get out of the house and interact with other people and stuff. And so I loved it, and, and I just keep doing it because it's fun to each day have an hour you know, teaching kids about something I like a lot. You're a fascinating guy, Matt Haynes. Um, tell me one po' boy story that you've uncovered so far. Yeah, I mean, something that I think is uh, that I, I didn't realize because I, you know, I've only been here 15 years is that it seems like there, you know, back in the day, and you always hear people talking about this, that there was like a corner grocery on like every corner, and so um, I was talking to the the owner of Shortstop Deli out in uh, in Metairie, and he was saying that yeah, like they used to be a full out tiny grocery store up until the 1970s. And they said that every single day they didn't sell po'boys, but they sold all the ingredients for a po'boy. And so a construction group would come in and one guy would buy the French bread. One guy would buy a jar of mayo. One guy would buy the tomatoes. One guy would buy the lunch meat. One guy would buy the cheese. And they'd just sit on the curb outside and put it all together. And he said his mom was like, huh, maybe we should just make these um, so that they don't have to do that. And about that same time that she had that idea, the big grocery stores started to pop up and outcompete these little corner store groceries. And so uh, Shortstop is one example of it seems like many po'boy shops that started as a full grocery store saw the writing on the wall that they wouldn't be able to continue to exist that way and so started to shift to being po'boy specific. Um, yeah, you are a masterful storyteller, Matt. I, I've appreciated your time and the hour that you spent with us. Uh, have a great weekend, okay? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank and, you. And I just you spoke to Jordan. Sorry for your loss, my friend. Oh, thank you very much. You I bet. appreciate it. Thank you. Matt Haynes, author of The Big Book of King Cake, The Little Book of King Cake, which is a kid's book. Um, we really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.